Welcome back to Inside the Yale Admissions Office. This is episode four. I'm Hannah. I'm a Yale Admissions Officer. And I'm Mark. I'm also a Yale Admissions Officer. And we are going to be joined today by our esteemed colleague, uh, Keith. And I'm Keith. Keith is also a Yale Admissions Officer, and uh, he's going to join us today to talk a little bit about essays. Um, Our next three episodes actually are going to be all about the written pieces of the application. Starting with today, we're going to be talking a little bit about what works in the application essays. Right. There's a lot to talk about here. And so we wanted to break it up. Today is going to be all the positive vibes. Today is going to be what we like to see in essays, what gets us excited about essays, all the pieces about what works. Uh, The next episode coming after this, we're going to talk about some of the choices that don't work. Um, Some of the things that we tend to see over and over again where we sort of say, oh man, that was a missed opportunity. And then finally, we're gonna do another um, episode that's all about the pieces of the application that we, Yale admissions officers, get to write and sort of bring you into our thought process in terms of how we craft those questions. Yeah, so starting with today, we wanna give a little overview of um, how the essays fit into the application process. This will depend a little bit on what application platform you use. Um, And just a reminder, Yale accepts the common application, the coalition application, and the QuestBridge application. Um, For most students who apply though, uh, they will write a longer 650 word essay and then two shorter essays. And these essays are one of the first things that we see in the application. It's not the first piece. Um, We are going to get some information on where you go to school. We'll probably see what your courses look like. We will see what activities you are involved in. Um, And then we go straight to the essays. And I want to start by saying sort of the obvious, I hope, I mean, obvious for us, we like essays. We like them a lot. We wouldn't ask for them if we didn't like them. Um, I'm actually going to steal a line that um, I picked up from another admissions officer, a guy named Rick Clark, who's the director of admissions at Georgia Tech, and he happens to run his own podcast that I'll, I'll recommend as well. And he had this great line at a session that I was uh, with him at, and he said, you know, I don't go into Barnes and Noble and pick up a book and say, I hope this is terrible. Uh, you know, and I think that's sometimes what people might imagine that we're, you know, hoping that essays are bad. No, we want essays to be good. That's why we're starting with, uh, you know, what works. Um, you know, uh, Keith, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but you've been doing this for longer than uh, than either of us have. And um, I'm going to estimate that you've probably read somewhere in the neighborhood of about a gazillion college essays. Um, do you still like them after all these years? Well, you, you, um, you cut right to the chase on that, uh, Mark. The, in fact, I'd say something about admissions officers in general. We, we love reading, we, we, love, we love learning, and one of the joys of the whole process is uh, imagining such creative, thoughtful, purposeful students with, uh, with all their perspectives and experiences uh, uh, and that's why we love essays because it introduces us to those folks. In fact, one of the things I've loved uh, about being at uh, Yale is how my colleagues uh, talk about meeting candidates through the application, not just here's what the first essay was about. So, so by all means, the, the essays, as you say, are it's the first impression. In fact. In one of your other very good podcasts, I remember you referring to to movies, and it's like the opening scenes 
of a movie or the first page in a book, it sets the table not only for the rest of the movie or, or, or the book, but in the case of these essays, it often sets the table for the, the person we meet. We love reading essays. We do, and um, it might. It, I think it's natural for applicants to to be wondering, well, what do you want from me? What do you want to hear um, when they're thinking about their essays? And uh, I always assure students that there's no like topic that is the topic they need to write about. I, you know, I have no favorite type of essay or topic of essay. Um, I certainly have essays that I remember over the years or that stand out to me every year or that I, you know, I save in a little folder on my computer because I want to revisit them sometime. Um, but they don't have any topic in common. It's that they are all, you know, very reflective essays where we really get to know the students. So today we want to talk a little bit about what happens in an essay that makes us feel that way as we're reading. Right. And I want to acknowledge, I know that that is frustrating. I know that when you hear there's no formula and there's no right way to do this, you're saying, well, what do you want from me? Um, and I think it's important to just sort of lay out early on, you know, keep in mind, these are not graded. Um, they're not graded the way that your English teacher might grade your essay about a separate piece or that your history teacher might grade your analysis of, of the French Revolution. Um, it really is something that you should think about as an opportunity. And it might even surprise you that the essays um, are not even sort of primarily a way for us to gauge your writing talent, right? I think you know, some people are frustrated because they say, you know, writing is really not my, my strong suit. Why is the application putting such a premium on writing? And I think what I want to kind of start off with is, is the idea that um, the essay is an opportunity. It's not a hurdle to jump over. It's not a test you need to pass. Think about it as a window um, and, and a sort of a, a way that you can communicate with these folks. Um, I always say we love, we would love it if we could meet every one of our applicants, but with 35,000 or so students applying every year, just the laws of space and time are going to prevent that. So the essay is sort of our way around that to try to get to something where we can speak directly to the student, hopefully. The college essay, certainly the way we look at it here, is not even primarily a writing sample per se that you would turn in to mm -hmm. your uh, English teacher. We certainly urge students to be thoughtful about, uh, and we'll say a bit more I'm sure about uh, voice and, and style, and hopefully free students. And here's the key, and then we'll lead into more about the essay. If ultimately in your essays you are um, uh, conveying who you are, then it's likely to fit with the rest of your application anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's, it'll also, I think, free you. We we will say over and over, and, and um, we promise not to lie to you, but uh, you can write the essay on the most ordinary topic. But if we think we're meeting a real person, it sets the table. If all of this talk has you nervous, um, because we're saying so much about the essays. Um, I actually want to reassure folks that for many candidates, the essay really doesn't become one of the most important parts of their file. You know, we have a lot of students who are admitted and, um, and who we're very excited about, for whom their essays are, for lack of a better word, 
forgettable. Um, they are not the thing that the committee is spending the most time on. They might not even be in the top three or four in terms of the list of, of reasons why we are excited about the student. The essay certainly didn't take away from the student's candidacy, um, but I, I don't want to give the impression that when we are selecting among 35,000 students, we're just sort of looking for those whose work is sort of ready for the New Yorker and, and that's your, your ticket in. I would say, you know, for some students, the essay really becomes the kind of centerpiece of the application. And I think as, as Keith was saying so well, kind of sets the table and you say, wow, this piece was so effective that everything else sort of comes into relief. And then there are those students I was just talking about for whom it, they're fine, but it's really the other parts of the application that are making the case. I would say, though, for most students, uh, the greatest um, sort of effect that it can have is in tying the pieces together, in sort of uh, drawing together the other parts of the application where we feel like, you know what, I'm meeting the same person consistently throughout here. And when this person spoke directly to me, I felt like I was hearing from that same person that I was meeting in those letters of recommendation that the interviewer described that I see reflected in their choices on their activities list, um, et cetera. So think of it as a as a kind of piece of glue that's gonna to bind together the other parts of the application and, and, uh, and as Keith said, kind of set the table for us. I've been doing admissions for about 120 years <laughs> and that, that is worth listening to again because that's the whole point and should be reassuring. We keep saying that we look at the whole person and we read everything and you know what? It's true and it's, it's the, the the entire um, suite of of essays and information and and uh, um, uh, compliments from teachers and 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 sometimes compliments from uh, an interview who put the whole picture uh, together. The essay is not make or break. GPA is not make or break. And carry that confidence. And by the way. It's for our own good that we approach it that way. You know, there, there are great people who are not great writers. So I think what we wanna do next is give a little bit of general overarching advice, regardless of what you choose to write about and how you choose to write it. Certainly keep these things in mind. Um, the first thing I would say is something that we said on episode one of this very podcast, which is the importance of showing over telling. Um, when you are uh, conveying a story to us or something in your essay, um, we don't want it just to be sort of a recounting of the facts. We want vivid language. We wanna get a sense of place and of how you're feeling and how you're reflecting on things. Um, so just keep that idea of showing, not telling in mind. And that, that really um, can manifest itself in many different ways. Uh, next up, uh, good advice, be reflective. The essay has to be about you. Um, no matter what topic you're gonna choose to write about, as we said before, it's really a means to an end. Um, it's designed to give us some insight into who you are. This is often a big challenge for folks, in part because you don't do a lot of reflective writing in school. You're usually writing about somebody else. So um, make sure that the essay at the end of the day really is at its core 
about the 17 or 18 year old student who's applying. Your goal in the essay is to give the person who's reading it an idea about who wrote it. And a big part of that is really letting your voice come through in your application essays. Um, what we mean when we talk about voice is that we want to get to the end of an essay and think, you know, I kind of get a sense of what it would be like to have a real conversation with this person or to be in the same room as this person. Um, if your essay is uh, worked over and edited and edited and edited by a bunch of people, you might start to lose that voice. So while it's important to kind of share um, your essay with others and, and it's great to have other people glance over it and take a look at it, make sure that no one's rewriting it for you because you really don't want that sort of your personal authentic voice um, to be lost. And everyone's voice in their writing is a little bit different, but um, the idea is that it should sound like you. So if you are someone who's, you know, funny and light, then the voice that comes through in your essay should be funny and light. Um, if you're if you're sort of more serious and solemn, then you then you might be writing a more serious and solemn essay. And that's okay. One of those things is certainly not better than the other. Uh, but when we get to the end of an essay and we and we can get a sense of what that means for you, that's that's really when your voice has kind of successfully come through the words. And on a related note, I always recommend that folks try to keep it simple. The essay itself is pretty short. You know, 650 words will be the longest one that you write. This is not the place to show off how big your vocabulary is or, you know, to try to construct the most complex sentences with lots of semicolons and dependent clauses and, and all of that. Um, your voice, hopefully as a 17-year-old, is sophisticated and thoughtful, but also natural and approachable. And something that, again, someone who's never met you before can pick up and read and get a sense of who you are and how you think. Not simply be sort of impressed with uh, how complex uh, a writer you are. That's right, yeah. Often if you um, get sort of too caught up in the complexity or, or trying to show off, like Mark said, you'll you'll totally lose that, that voice, that authentic voice really quickly. Yeah, so all of that is sort of our general advice. It's the kind of thing that we often give in our information sessions. We want to use the podcast to go a little bit deeper, though. And Hannah and I both reflected and we tried to identify some specific choices that over the years we have found are often very successful for students. And I wanna be really careful about how we present this because what we're not gonna be talking about are specific topics that are like winners, right? We're not gonna say, okay, you should write about this and that's gonna get you in. And you know, and even when we do our next episode, it's not gonna be, well, don't write about that because you'll definitely get denied that way. Um, what we're really thinking about is, okay, we've read tens of thousands of essays. And over the years, we have found that there are certain choices that people make in their essays that often kind of serve as a, a roadmap to the kind of successes that we were talking about earlier in the episode, right? These are choices that people make where we say, okay, they did this really well. And as a result, I feel like I know them. I'm excited about what they would add to the community. I can get a sense of how it's connecting with the other parts of the application, um, all, of, all of that. So um, that's my disclaimer um, about this, but let's dive into some more specifics. So this is one of my personal favorites, um, a choice that a, that a student can make. When a student writes about really changing their mind about something, this can be really, really effective. Um, and I like when it's, showing that they changed their mind about something and it wasn't just because they grew up, right? It wasn't just because they got more mature and so they had sort of a, an older person's sort of perspective on something. 
And along with that, it's they the most effective ones, they're really actually pretty generous towards their previous position, right? So it's not like, oh, I was ignorant and a fool before <laughs> when I believed this, and, and now I am enlightened and I see things this way. Um, when someone can really sort of get through, man, things kind of made sense to me this way, and then something happened, and now I see things differently. That can take me on a journey with a student where I really have gotten a sense of, of how they think about things and, and their approach to the kinds of um, you know experiences and topics that I expect that they will be experiencing in college. Yeah, I love I love it when you can throughout the essay sort of root for like the outcome. Like you like you know this is going to be about this positive change in this person's life mm -hmm. and uh, kind of following the story of how they got there. That's always super cool when that happens. Um, another a sort of uh, popular overarching topic that can work really well often is kind of reflecting on a relationship with one or more people. Um, this can be a tricky one because uh, I feel like people can students who choose to write about other people can fall mm -hmm. into the trap of forgetting to do that thing where they're reflecting mm -hmm. and um, bringing it back to why it's important to them. Uh, so that's a really good thing to keep in mind. You know, I could write a great, really eloquent essay about my relationship with Mark and how I admire him so and all of this great stuff. And you'd oh, be like, great. Shucks, I <laughs> Thanks. I could, I could write a lovely essay about you too. All right. And I'll set you both straight. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut this part out later. Um, but, uh, you know, you might get to the end of that essay and say, okay, well, now I've heard a lot about your friend Mark, but I don't know much about you. So um, it's important if you're, if you're writing about a relationship with someone else or how someone has affected you to uh, always bring it back to kind of yourself and reflect on specifically how that relationship has affected you. Yeah, relationships are valuable because relationships go in two directions, right? We're learning about you and that person and we're getting a sense of how you've interacted with that person. And again, um, we that can work because we are working at a place that is residential, where people are expected to build relationships with a lot of different people over their four years. So seeing that they have the capacity for that kind of growth with someone can be really enlightening. Okay, this next one is interesting for me because it is not an essay that I could write. Uh, this is the essay that is about a real passion and how a passion sort of animates you and gets you excited. And I couldn't write that because I really don't think that I have a passion with a capital P about anything. That's, that's not who I am. That's never been who I am. Um, it's not what you need to write about to get into Yale, right? You don't need to have a passion with a capital P to get in. You don't need to be an Olympian or, you know, on, on Broadway or have split the atom in your basement, you know, in order to, to stand out. Um, so the essay is exciting and it works not because it's relaying a high level of accomplishment, but because it really brings me inside a student who is so excited and animated about something. Um, and if that's you, if you have this thing that really animates you and gets you excited, the essay can be a great place to, to reflect on what it is about that thing that gets you excited and, and show that excitement to the admissions committee. Yeah, Keith, I feel like I've like seen you in committee get excited about these essays. Do you, <laughs> is there anything you want to add to that? Well, the only thing I want to add is that I... I uh, completely agree with with everything Mark just said, Hannah. You're right. I get excited. I'm googling things and <laughs> reading, uh, uh, about them. Yes, Hannah, I do. Okay. Um, 
this uh, this next kind of topic is uh, some of my personal favorite essays have come out of this, but um, conveying a great sense of place. Um, this can be done in a number of different ways, but uh, I can think of specific essays over the years that are just that stand out in my mind that are really about how um, a place or where someone has come from has influenced them or affected them. And um, this is one of the things that I tell students to think about if they're if they approach me and they say I'm really stuck I have no idea what to write about I think this is a great sort of first step prompt is think about a place that's important to you and uh, the nice thing about this is everybody comes from somewhere mm -hmm. and whether or not you've actively reflected on it where you come from has affected your worldview how you've grown up what you've had access to all of those kinds of things so if you're absolutely absolutely stuck um, thinking, you know, I have no idea what to write about. I have nothing to say. First of all, of course, you have something to say. Um, and th this is a, a great thing to think about is thinking about where you come from or a place that's been important to you and why. Yeah. And this next one, um, I also really like in part because it's it kind of flips the script a bit. So um, an essay where a student talks about an experience that really humbled them and that really um, you know, made them feel vulnerable. And this kind of flips the script because it's different from a more typical essay, which is about sort of, I experienced failure, but then I turned it around and I became wildly successful um, you know, at this thing that I was originally you know, bad at. Um, and you know, that's, that's fine, but the one where the student can really kind of sit in the experience of being wrong about something or, or hurting someone's feelings, having real regret about something. You don't need to paint a truly miserable picture of yourself in that <laughs> moment. You don't need to, you know, wallow in self-pity or again, sort of uh, paint yourself as a, as a truly terrible person. But we are looking for people and to err is human. We all make mistakes. We all have experiences where we are not at our best. And I think by in some way, it doesn't have to be the whole essay, but in some part of the essay, showing that vulnerability and your willingness to uh, highlight an experience where things just didn't go the way that you expected and maybe where you weren't at your best can really, I think, kind of open up a new dimension of your humanity that can that can shed a, a lot of light on, on who you are for the committee. Yeah, and that, that can be tricky. That Like, it can take guts to write that kind of essay because we, we know that in your application you're trying to put your best foot forward and that's kind of what it's all about so you may feel some reservations about writing about a time where you've sort of changed your mind or or had a failure um and overcome it but yeah i mean mark kind of said it all that um when when done well those essays can really shine and um you shouldn't underestimate that what you write about whether it is whether it's profound or not profound, it may be important to you, but but because it's people who are reading the applications and talking about you in the in the committee room, you may be striking chords that we can all relate to, even if it's not the same story. But at the end of this, my suggestion is, if you have mentors or friends or teachers read your essay, rather than saying, is this a great essay or is this as good, what should I do? First ask, does this sound like me? Mm -hmm. mm. On to Hannah's and Mark's good advice, it comes back to that same theme. Does this 
does this fit me? As you gathered, there's a lot that we can say about essays. We'll have more to say in the next couple of episodes. To kind of wrap things up for you, um, as you've heard us say in, in different ways throughout this episode, the most effective essays are the ones that really make us feel like we know the student, and it also makes us excited about them joining the Yale community. Definitely. And just to, to underscore, uh, we've talked about this a little bit when we sort of talk about voice and reflection, but um, I, there's no way to say this that doesn't sound cliched, but mm -hmm. you as the applicant are your own best resource for writing a good college essay. No one is going to be able to capture your voice or your experiences in a way that is as effective as if you do it yourself. And that's the case, even if you don't feel like you're a particularly strong writer. Um, you know, we've said this before and, and we'll say it again, that these essays should sound like you, whatever that is. And um, essays that are unsuccessful, and again, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit next episode, but I just can't help myself. Essays that are unsuccessful are ones that sound like they were not written authentically by a 17-year-old student and don't mesh with the rest of the application. So just um, sort of trust in yourself that uh, you're the best person for the job for writing your college application essay. Yeah. And obviously, we can't promise that this process of writing the essays is going to be fun. Like that would be a stretch to say like, <laughs> well, have fun, guys. We hope you've gotten you really excited about this. Like, we're, I don't think we're going to get to that point. But I do think that if you approach this in the right way, you can ultimately press send on something that you feel really proud about, where you can sort of say to colleges, you know, this is who I am, take it or leave it. I feel like I'm giving you um, what I've got. Uh, I wish that I could be there in the room with you when you're reading my essays and, and talking about me. I can't be there, but here's the best that, that I can put together in, in 650 words. Definitely. Yes. And yes. Yeah, honestly, like when you get to fall of your senior year of high school and you're starting to put together your college applications, you know, if you think about it, most of the work is done, right? You've got mm -hmm. three years of high school grades behind you. You've put in hours to your extracurricular pursuits. You've made positive relationships with teachers who are going to write you glowing letters of recommendation. These, the essay is, is your big task right now when it comes to um, actually putting together that college application. So um, appreciate the fact that this is something that's in your control in this process, fully in your control. Next up, we are going to talk about what doesn't work in application essays. And spoiler, it involves the game of Boggle. Um, so just yep. wait for that. And then we're going to go into all the work that goes into crafting the parts of the application that Yale comes up with and give you all some insight into what we're thinking about when we write those other little pieces of the application. Um, thank you, Keith, for joining us today on the podcast. My pleasure. It felt like I was on um, BBC World Service or Ellen DeGeneres. Thanks for having we'll me. We'll get there. Uh, thanks as always to Jill, uh, who is both our sound engineer and a great admissions officer. Thanks to Reed, who lends us his office when we are in the office. We're still not back in the office uh, yet, but still thanks, Reed. Thanks as always to former admissions officer Andrew Brick Johnson, who composes our music. Please be sure to check him out at andrewbrickjohnson.com. He's crazy talented. And finally, uh, a reminder that the views expressed here in this podcast are ours and they do not necessarily represent those of Yale University.